Welcome to Parenting Trap, episode 23, where Alex and I discuss a listener's question. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today at Parenting Trap. We have a listener's question, but before we get to that, we have some really exciting news. We have our first sponsor. We have not had a sponsor yet, and this is our first one. Yeah, so we have a sponsor this this week. It is Paloma Verde, uh, and these guys are up there from San Antonio, uh, San Carlos, Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Carlos and Vanessa. Carlos and Vanessa, and they do amazing CBD products. Yes. So I actually, I don't even think they know this. I was a customer of them before they were a sponsor to the show. This is my old bottle. I've had it for a super long time. And these are um, the soft gels, CBD soft gels. Uh, They have a tincture, they have gummies, they have soft gels. They have, I've heard they have a new product now, which I haven't tried yet, that has uh, melatonin and CBD oil for, for sleep. sleep. So yeah, you're having trouble you. sleep. Uh, They're great for anxiety, for winding down during the day when you have a stressful day with the kids. I know we all have been in that situation before. Yeah. Yes. yes. And you get 25% off if you use our code. Uh, so code. Yeah. P, yep. PT25. Yep. PT25. Um, uh, and that's if you spend $75 or more with um, Paloma Verde. And their website, it should be in the show notes. And I think yep. you'll put like a thing on the thing on the on this. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll put we'll, <laughs> put that up. Put that up there. Okay. Uh, uh yes, PT25. You get 25% off if you use our code. And we'd really appreciate it because it is our first sponsor. Yeah. So this is very exciting. And we're very for us. excited about it. Okay. Now, now to have... the question. Yes. All right. Um, so the question today is Jack from Florida. He says, my family has been getting settled into our new life in Gainesville, Florida. We love our new location and we are working to establish a new routine, but we have been rehabbing recurring issues with aggression from my beautiful, loving three-year-old. He seems to enjoy antagonizing and from time to time hurting our old family dog. And sometimes this aggression is unleashed on his nine-month-old sister. I find myself being very emotionally reactive when this happens, which immediately made me think I'm not handling this in a respectful way. What should we do? This is a very great question. Thank you so much, Jack from Florida, for submitting it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, that that is absolutely right, too. I, I know it is hard not to get very... Um, emotional when we see our children that we we get invested in their behavior and it's really hard not to uh but if you are this is great that you're recognizing that you're being reactive towards their behavior because if you're getting reactive towards their behavior there is a very good chance that you're not you might not be handling it too respectfully yes because if you're triggered by anything and you react very quickly then um, you're likely not handling it in a respectful way. Yes, it's very hard. And our children see that. Um, Our children see our behavior very clearly so they can tell when they're pushing our buttons, no matter the age. makes it worse, actually. Yes. They see it and then they continue to do it because it's unsettling. It's very unsettling for a young child to see us lose our cool. So uh, oftentimes when they see that, they keep doing it, which actually makes us 
react even more, which makes them push more. It's a vicious yes, cycle. It's a vicious cycle. So I would suggest recognizing, hopefully recognizing that early and um, trying to stop the cycle. Yeah. So you're exactly right. That's um, good that you're recognizing that. Mm -hmm. um, but it is hard. It is very hard. I, I right now I also have an almost one year old and a two year old, a little over two year old, and uh, similar issues. It's very common uh, around the two, three, four year old age. Um, kids are very dysregulated and they react to their own environments harshly, what seems to us very harshly. They seem very aggressive. Uh, so when a child uh, is trying to build something, try and play, they have a toy in their hand and their siblings walking up to them, it feels threatening to them. So they just, they, they, impulsively try to stop it. And a lot of times that comes out as aggression or, um, you know, pets, pets are very difficult because, you know, kids want to interact with them, but also they're a little bit rough and an old, it's an old dog. I mean, old dogs aren't necessarily as tolerant as young dogs and no dog needs to be tolerant of rough housing. Um, but it, it can be very, very, very difficult. Uh, yes. So what I would recommend and something I, we've mentioned here a couple times, but I don't think we've talked about a lot yeah. is very important that you have what we might consider a yes space or a safe space for your yeah. child, which is actually a spot of your home that is gated off from the rest of the home. Uh, if you have two children, you might actually want to have you multiple need to. gated up. You need to. Spaces. You need two spaces. If you have two kids that are mobile, you need two spaces. Yes. yes. Uh, so, and, and, and I know, I understand that you might be thinking, what are, this sounds really difficult because I've got a small space or, you know, they already have a playroom. Well, depending on what you have, I would recommend actually dividing up the playroom. You can actually get, um, a corral, a corral, like one of those like kid, kid play spots. Yeah. It was a nine month old, nine month old is actually totally fine in pack and play still. You yeah. can do a pop up pack and play in any room and then have a actual play room that's gated off for your older child. You can, that's I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right now because, um, I found a lot of people suggested when, when my, my kids are 21 months apart and a lot of people suggested I have a pack and play or small corral for the baby. And then, uh, the main room was for the older kid. But what I found was the baby, my kid, youngest would get very upset if, um, he was trapped in a small area and my oldest was allowed in the big area. And what I found worked best for us personally is having a small area. We had the, um, a corral with gates that snap together for our oldest child. So it would be like an open space that was safe for kids. And then I had a corral in that space and I would put my oldest kid in there. And that was considered his safe space. And he could build a lot of the times it was building projects that he did not want his youngest to bother um, to, to be near him when he was building, which makes sense yes. because he's trying to build something. And it's like, yeah. takes a lot for these kids. That's, that's work to them. And an infant sees that and they're like, Whoa, really cool. I'm going to go grab that thing. Or they want to yeah. put it their, in my mouth, <laughs> put it in my mouth. They have their own agenda. And that's really mm -hmm. frustrating. If you spend a lot of time trying to do something and then somebody comes and just like <laughs> destroys it, you're mm -hmm. going to be really, really bummed. Yes. Um, I think, 
it's it makes sense that they would get frustrated with that. So yes. they, they deserve... and even even if it's easy for you to do, it's not normally oftentimes it's not easy for our kids to do. So if we have our oldest who's building a tower and the youngest wants to knock it over, say the youngest does knock it over and then we oh. want to fix it. Right. And we go oh, in and we go, okay. oh, let me help you rebuild it. That's not the same because yeah. we are now doing something for the kids when the oldest, when the, when the kid was doing it for themselves. So it doesn't feel the same. No one likes that. No, no. Uh, a lot of people don't. Like and that. they see that all that work that they put in is all of a sudden destroyed. And it is, it's literally destroyed. Right. So it's very hard. And that's why they might lash out and say, hit and so we so you might have better luck if you have a small corral that you put the older kid in with whatever they're working on and then the younger one can in my case and I think a lot of cases <laughs> yes. um will just stand and watch and they love it they love watching yeah. the older siblings yeah. they might be upset that they can't get to it but they'll get over it pretty quickly the older one will be happy the younger one will be happy because they can see it and and the, and you can cook and then you in peace, dinner and, I promise. you know, go to great. the bathroom and maybe have a, a yeah. moment to take care of whatever it is that you need to take care of. Yes. Because the, the you know, I think the other thing that we didn't say is alternatively, you would really be present. Be, mm -hmm. So we we don't necessarily always want to have our children completely separated off. Right. Uh, we might want them to actually be together or we're all just hanging out or you're outside or wherever you are or park and maybe you don't have a corral. And in those instances, you need to just be present. You yes. need to actually be recognizing that your child looks like they're getting frustrated or upset and um, maybe they have already kind of started to hit or grab. Um, in which case you need to be there to, to block that grab and block the hit or the pull or the bite and make sure that both children stay safe or you separate them. And those right. really are the options. So you got to be present. You really have to be present or separated. And I would say to add to that, uh, when you do the block, then it's important to be very neutral or positive yeah. about the behavior that you are witnessing. So if you are um, blaming the child, like you're being aggressive, then that's not great because it can cause uh, resentment in the child and they can internalize that and actually do it more. Yeah. 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 So if you don't want to see that behavior as much, it's really important to stay neutral about it and be like, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you hurt. Yeah. So and so. Maybe you even know um, why, like you can see why your child might've say lashed out. Uh, I, at most I would, probably state the reason, um, something along the lines of like, oh, I'm not going to let you hit your sister. I see she knocked over your tower and that's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should have been here to make sure she didn't knock it over or mm -hmm. I wish, do you want to go into your corral or do you want to go into your safe space so you can build without her disrupting your work and, uh, allow them to sort of process that because, they don't, they don't need the guilt. I think sometimes people ask this question and they really are asking the question of how do I impress upon my child that what they've done is wrong? Right. 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 And, and so that's not our job. That's not our job. Uh, and it, it might that's seem so controversial. 
Yeah, it, it <laughs> might sound like we're saying something that's like, what are you talking about? Of course it's wrong. Yeah. Well, as a three-year-old, your three-year-old is acting very impulsively because that's the tools that they have. And what you need to do, the most important thing you need to do is get to the root of why they acted aggressively. Mm -hmm. Why did they hit their sibling? Yes. Why did they lash out at the dog? Why are they doing these aggressive things that are triggering you? And until you get to that, it's going to continue to happen. So it's, it's not about changing the behavior. The more you try and alter that behavior, just as a standalone behavior, it's not going to solve the problem. What you need to do is set your child up for success. And it could be that you're seeing these issues at a specific time of day, you know, that it's getting close to dinner and they're getting hungry, or you always get back from the park and you sometimes forget to pack a snack, or it's really close to nap time or whatever it might be. And maybe you don't know, but you, you, you should first try to look towards what's causing it. Yeah. And once you solve that, you're going to stop seeing the behavior a whole lot. Yes. And if you just try to solve the problem from the behavior standpoint, yeah, it's, that's why it recurs. Right. You're going to see that recurring of the issue because you're not actually taking away the problem, which is I'm working on this project. I try to build and my sibling always comes and knocks it over. Right. And I'm frustrated because they always try to knock it over. Right. And that's, you're not, you're not going to get to that. No. And that, and that's a big piece of the empathy, right? So whatever it is that we're trying to correct, it makes sense to empathize with the child as much as possible because that's how we can get to that root issue. And that's how we can address it and ultimately solve it Mm -hmm. in a respectful way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. For sure. And ultimately, it is our responsibility to keep everyone safe. It's our responsibility to keep the dog safe. It's our responsibility to keep the kids safe, Um, both kids safe. So if a child, if your older child hurts a younger child or an animal, um, it's never that child's fault. I would say it's always the adult's fault. And we need to figure out what what steps we can take to stop that from happening because the child does not have the impulse control or the maturity to be able to take on that responsibility. Exactly. They're already telling you that because they hurt their sibling or the dog. So they are communicating that through their behavior and that's that for, for, um, for that child. That's all they have is their behavior. And you know, they're very, oftentimes not fully verbal. They can't tell you every single thing that's going on in their head. And so it's coming out as this behavior and you might not necessarily even see it coming. It seems like it's coming out of nowhere, but this child's probably um, building up all of this, you know, anger or whatever. And then all of a sudden it comes out as this quick thing. But um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the joy of parenting though, because the thing is, I feel like, this style of parenting is so hard uh, and takes a lot of work, but once you get it, like it, you create this amazing connection with your kids. Yeah, you really do. And it makes the 
older, they get easier because then they see that there's not this adversarial relationship that you have with them. There's not this, you did something wrong. I'm going to punish you. If you never start that, if it's always this mentality of, I have your back, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you like not hurt yourself and not hurt others mm-hmm. because I know that you need help sometimes. And if you keep that mentality and you say that you exude that, then the child picks up on it. And they, when they're older, they will, um, they'll listen when you say, I can't let you do that. This is a problem, whatever it is, they'll listen and, and, and they won't fight you as much. I really don't think they will. Yeah. Which is great. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And they also don't become sneaky. Right. So, because a lot of the sneaky behavior you get when you're, when they're older is, well, I can't tell my parents because they, it helps build trust. This helps build trust. Mm -hmm. So when they feel that their behavior is not um, demonized in your mind, uh, they can trust you more with the things that the, the kinds of, you know, when they're 14 and they're thinking about going out and having a drink with their friends on Friday night because their friends want to know what it's like to drink for the first time, they're going to be more likely to share that with you because you haven't demonized their behavior from the time of them being four right. and on. So, I mean, and maybe that's a whole nother thing. It and is, I'm kind of like looking way into the future. You do, yeah, you But that's to. what we do. As parents, we worry that what we're doing right now might hurt them in the long run. And what I'm saying is, And what we're trying to communicate is you do not necessarily need to, you don't punishing them at this point, making them feel terrible for what they've done is actually going to make it road trust, right? It's going to road trust. trust. So then they're going to start doing things behind your back Yes, and they'll get themselves in more trouble later when, when, when the mistakes they make are actually scarier. Yeah. Right. There's larger consequences, larger consequences. So this is, you know, thank you so much for asking this question. I think this is great. (laughs) And I feel like we maybe even touched on some things that no one was expecting, but, um, this has been really fun. And we want more listeners questions because, uh, it just, it, it's so much fun. Yes. This is such a great, like being a parent is such an amazing journey Mm -hmm. and, uh, we want to help. Yeah. Everyone with that. So, uh, if you can, if you have any questions, uh, submit them to questions at parentingtrap.com. Please like, and subscribe. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye.